Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Football is back this Thursday, and there is still time to join Underdog Fantasy and get in on their best ball tourneys and weekly matchups. If you use the code WFNY at checkout, Underdog Fantasy will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, that's free money up to $100 on your first deposit with the code WFNY at checkout. Good luck. And welcome back to Brown's Cast. Um, We are officially, as of about 24 hours from now, into week one and the, the start of the 2023 season. Um, did it. We we have successfully navigated the uh, God. How many months is it? Six months of no football, no NFL football. Technically, we got college football back about two weeks ago, um, but we're back. Um, I am here this for this episode with just Joe Gerberry. Are you a big college guy, college football guy? Every now and then, I, I mean, I I watch when I can. Um, I'll watch OU when I can, uh, okay. but other than that, I kind of just watch for the spectacle of it. Um, I grew up an Ohio State fan. I faded out of that. I don't know how, I don't know how often people escape that cult, but I managed to do it. Yeah, I don't, I, football is probably the one sport that I will watch. Any simply of, to watch. Yes, simply to watch. Like, if it's on, I will watch. You could get me to watch, you know, Dayton versus Bowling Green, you know, and I, I'd, I'd be reasonably entertained. So um, I do watch college when it's on, but uh, I'm, I'm more of an NFL guy. I grew up that way. My dad never really had any kind of like college affiliation or anything. We went to, both of us went to YSU for a little bit. And uh, at the time, they weren't any good uh and definitely weren't on tv anywhere so um but uh yeah that's that's basically my college thing but yeah nfl's my sport and we were grew up browns fans and that's what happened so yeah i mean i'm certainly glad that the nfl's back um however what's kind of your 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 vibe going into this week what are, are you excited are you nervous are vibe jacks i love vibe jacks um I am. I'm excited for football being back. I'm definitely excited for uh, tomorrow slash tonight when you hear this. Um, for the the Chiefs and Lions game, I again just football's back. So I, this what I love. Um, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. Maybe not so cautiously anymore. I don't know. I don't know that I. I I'm feeling happy that football is back. I am excited about this team. I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and cause pain and hurt because that has happened so many times in the past. 2019, um, 2019 was a good example. 2021 right. was a good uh, example. Right. Um, and yeah, I, 
I'm almost 38. I've, I've been a Browns fan for most of my life. And, you know, it's, I, I say most because the only time that I wasn't was the time where they were not a team. So, you know. See, I wasn't conscious for that. When my parents said I was a Packers fan for some reason. I was a Packers fan as well. I uh, uh, far did something to my brain that, uh, that you know, the I like the gunslinger aspect of it. I don't know why, but uh, um, maybe why I latched on to Baker Mayfield as much as I did as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited for football to be back. I'm excited to watch a, a good Browns team or what it, what feels like it's going to be a good Browns team. And uh, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Where do you, where do you, what's your vibes? I mean, I think, I think I'm pretty much in the same place. Um, there have been very few Browns teams in my life that you can, you can look at a preseason expectations and actually have them. Um, 2008 and, 2008, 2019, 2021, and 2022 are the only times I've had any expectations for what they were going to do going into the season. So four times out of 24 seasons, not not a good batting average. Right. <laughs> but, um, and we'll we'll get more into this later. I have a whole topic dedicated to it. But like, there there's been an aspect to this whole this whole run up where I feel like I'm being gaslit in a sense. Like, because I look at the Browns and I see a team that is a good team, but I'm being right. told otherwise by about everyone else. So it, it's like done something to my mental chemistry where I'm like, what is going on with this? Let me ask you this. Are you being told that the Browns team isn't good or are you being told that other teams are better? Um, I mean... I think it's a bit of both. Uh, we we kind of talked about this in the Discord the other day. You know, when power rankings come out and one one ranking has the Browns at nine and the other one has them at twenty two. Yeah, it's a pretty big disparity. Yeah, that you know you don't you generally don't see double digit difference between rankings. No, no. I mean, there might be someone who thinks, "Oh, this is the worst team in the NFL, thirty two, and someone else that says, "Oh." Eh, they're not that bad. They're twenty-one, and that's that's twelve. That's eleven. But like, thir- what? Yeah, thirteen between nine and twenty-two is a lot. So like, I understand that where the AFC is 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 difficult. Like right. the Brown, the Browns picked the absolute worst time to be good in the AFC. Um, right, because it's there, there's probably what about eleven teams that can make the playoffs. Eleven teams that have a legitimate shot. Okay. Four of them are in the AFC mental, North. Say, mental, mental check on that. So, ruling out, just thinking of, because it's fewer, ruling out the teams that don't have a we're, shot. We're ruling out, I think, the Raiders, the um, Texans. Texans, and the Colts. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can fully rule out the and even then the Raiders, Patriots. And even then, the Raiders, you, you know, can make some... You can. There's a there's a better path than Colts or Texans. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the Raiders at least have some talent and and, right. and a coach that may or may not be Cares. good. We're not sure. Um, but it's just the worst time to be good in the AFC. So, to, I mean, I do think that there are some people that are saying no, the Browns won't be good. I think a lot of that 
a lot of that statement has to do with the fact that they play in the AFC. But, right. you know, I'm still, I still expect them to win games. I like, this isn't going to be one of those years where, no, they might get six. Maybe we'll approach 500 if we get lucky. No, this is a team that should be expected to win at the very least nine games. Right. I think I said it last week. I don't, I, I can, I don't really see anybody in the division finishing with fewer than nine wins and more than 11. Like, I, I just don't see how they're, how that happens either way, because I, I just think they're going to, one, they're going to be beat up on each other. And two, the AFC is just so tough. Um, the division does have a pretty easy schedule this year. Um, yeah, which is going to inflate. It's going to stand to inflate everyone's record. Right. But, you know, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's just a buzzsaw in the AFC and they keep adding quarterbacks and it's not going to get any better, you know, no. with guys like teams like Houston and, and Indianapolis. Like, I, I do truly think that Richardson and Stroud are good quarterbacks and or can be good quarterbacks. Their rosters are just devoid of talent at this point. So, you know, in the next couple of years, are they going to be pushing guys out? I mean, you know? th- those those two teams are, and, and to a sense, I mean, you can say the Browns are cursed by this as well, but more so right now, I think the Colts and Texans are cursed with bad ownership to a meddling degree. Yes. yes. Um, so to say that the quarterback is going to pull them out, the Deshaun Watson was supposed to pull the Texans out. And wow. that didn't work out. Yeah. For a myriad of reasons. There are, see, there are, there are jokes to be made there that I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, but unlike last week when we had pretty much just a preview, like a, a, a macro macroscope to look at the season. We actually have a game to talk about. We do. We do have a game. Um, I think one of the better places to start our analysis will be what do you think about how much do you think that last December's game is going to factor into this one? And how much do you think, how much are you able to take away personally from what that game was? Not too much because I just, I, you know, when you look at the rosters, like the, the Bengals offense hasn't changed much, but the Browns defense has. Yeah. And the Browns offense, I wouldn't say necessarily changed. It hasn't, it but, hasn't needed it. Well, I mean, some receivers are better, but it hasn't needed right, to change you, a whole lot. You just needed to show Watson you put Elijah, better. Right. You you bring Elijah Moore in and you get your upgrades from Watson being just more seasoned. So, you know, it, it, but also, but then the Bengals defense has had losses to it. Yeah. You know, they've lost both their, both their starting safeties. Um, so it, it's, I don't really take too much away from the December game because of, you know, where there is continuity in the rosters. Like I said, the Bengals offense, uh, well, actually, technically, both offenses. Um, there's been the other side has been has seen changes, both good and bad. So um, it's kind of hard to say, you know, oh, we're gonna see, we're we're gonna run it back and see what you know Watson looked like, and because it's gonna be a completely different Watson, Watson kind of looked like eyes. crap. 
Right, unless he looks like crap. Um, he was twenty six of forty two that day. Not great. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't feel that doesn't feel great. To be fair, to be fair to Sean Watson, Joe Burrow was eighteen of thirty three that for two thirty nine that day. Yikes! So like, he didn't have a particularly good day either. Right, they just ran for one hundred and thirty six yards, which is not something they've been able to do on the Browns. I'm like I'm looking at the stats and I, uh, stats rather, and I looked at them earlier. Was it a bad weather day? Because Chubb only ran fourteen times for thirty four yards. Whereas Mixon, like no, it was Mixon, a, of course. it was a sunny day. I don't remember if there was wind. Um, if obviously if there was wind, there'd be more more running. I, I think the Browns got down real early. Uh, I want to say Deshaun Watson might have thrown a pick on in the end zone on the first drive or something. That makes or sense. they went for two. One of those plays was the run play to David Njoku where he didn't look like he knew what to do with a football. Well, you know. Um, I mean. It's mostly because running the ball is not what he does. Statistically, there wasn't that much of a difference. Uh, the Bengals had 19 more yards. Uh, I didn't I didn't get time of possession in my copy-paste here, but. They they were they got picked up two more for, uh, third downs than the Browns. They were six of fifteen. Browns are four of fifteen. Like, right? There wasn't that much of a difference. The Browns did not run the ball well. Uh, two point eight. I think the Bengals said the Bengals probably came out and said we're going to let Deshaun Watson beat us, and we think he can't. And, and proven as though he did. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I mean the Browns only scored ten points that day. So, right. Yeah, I, I I very much think that uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say that's going to translate because I think we are going to see a better Watson this year, and and he has said it such um, this year. He, he just as today he said, you know, I think I don't want to be Houston Watson. I want to be better than that guy, and um, I think he's I think he's in a system and in a on on a roster that is probably the most talented roster that he's been on um, by way of role players, offensive line, uh, skill players. Like those Houston teams were so good and he was, his numbers were so gaudy because he had to win them for them. Those Um, Houston teams weren't good. That was the issue. That that year he put Um, up the gaudy numbers. They were four and 12. Right. And now he's got, you know, all world Nick Chubb. This is the best roster. This is the best roster he's ever had. Right. So I, I do think that we will see a better Watson this year, at least better than last year. Um, the the one thing that does worry me about Watson is the sacks. He has always been a hold on to the ball guy, um, letting his legs win out yeah. on, on those. And and there is time where it does win out, but um, he got he got sacked a bunch last year, and you know with this you know, with this good line. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, what that will, uh, what that will look like for Cleveland. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, and this is something that I wanted to ask about as well. I think there's a certain, there's an element to this game different from the last year where I'm fairly certain the Bengals are only guessing at what we are going to throw at them. We know what the Bengals are going to do. Yeah, but we obviously we have a new defensive coordinator, so the de- the defensive philosophies are going to be very different. Um, 
and we've, I believe we brought in some more offensive coaches this year to help, help develop a new, new kind of system that works with Deshaun Watson. And he's going to be a, another a year forward in returning to football in a sense. Um, so I'm not entirely sure the Bengals know what's going to come at them. How much do you think that is factoring into what they're doing? Um, you, the gamesmanship between an NFL organization is it's it's one of those things that uh, I always love to track, and the like NFL guys are just built different kind of a kind of a way. Yeah, uh, where you have like a, a Mac Hollins who's like I can't even remember some of the quotes that he's had, but they're just absolutely ridiculous. And you have Jonathan Gannon out here that's saying that he doesn't want to tell us tell anybody who his starting quarterback is because it gives them a competitive advantage. Yeah. Like it like you don't know that Josh Dobbs or uh Tune is going to be the starter and that's going to throw you off your game, throw you off your rhythm, as uh John Mullaney might say. Um yeah, so I, I, there is a there is an aspect of of that. There truly is because there people would continue to do that if there wasn't. But you know, are you gonna or does Cleveland have the ability to put something that's so entirely different on the field that Cincinnati is going to be surprised by? It's possible. I think defensively, it's more likely than offensively. I think for sure. I think there's going to be elements of the offense that they may not be ready for because we have a basically an entirely new receiving core. I, th- right. I think we're going to have different looks on offense than we've ever had. Like obviously, we're not going to hold, do a whole lot of um, shotgun read option pistol sets with Jacoby Brissett, where right. whereas you can do that with Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. And, and we, and I think we showed some of that in the preseason for like three plays, just long enough to let teams know, Hey, this is here. Right. But they like, we, we ran like the same play out of it every time. So I think if there's going to be an element of surprise, it's going to be come on the defensive side, which honestly the surprise should be, Hey, we can play defense now. Hey, there's a pass rush. That's opposite miles Garrett. You don't have to block that, just one guy, which you barely, which you struggled to block anyway. The other guys over there are pretty good. Um, oh. Yeah, I I like the idea of Swiss Army knifing it, and you know, having moving Miles around and having him maybe play on the inside, having him play on the left side, and um, you know, having him go against bulkier right tackles where he can use his speed to get around, or. Um, you know, having Tomlinson bulldoze a, a guard straight into, you know, Joe Burrow's knees. Um, you know, the those kind of things. I, I do think the the wide nine uh scheme that uh Jim Schwartz brings to everything is uh is pretty good. And um I think the the roster and the personnel are finally at a point where um Cleveland is able to do a little bit more defensively. That's not quite so bland. You know, it, it, 
zone only works for a little bit. And, and Joe Woods' defense was a lot of zone. And um, I think the I think a, a man-to-man with a with as good of a pass rush as pass a man-to-man scheme uh, with the corners on the outside. And, and Cleveland has two really good corners that are really great in man-to-man. Um, three, truly. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good fit for the roster, and I think they're at finally at a point where um, the scheme matches the personnel. Yeah, I mean, they for years they've been drafting corners that are much better in man close up close quarters coverage, but playing them in zone off situations. Right, like there was there was a there was a philosophical gap there between what the hey you're really good at trumpet here's a guitar <laughs> like <laughs> so so i heard you're good at the drums here is an oboe right <laughs> have fun um and you want me to do what with it <laughs> yeah uh, and that's it I, I, you are less a baseball fan uh, than I, but it, it, it's just it, it boggles the mind sometimes. Where you just the, like, we're going to make Joe Woods work the way that we're going to make Miles Straw a, a good center fielder again. You know, like it's, I don't know, it, it, sticking to your guns with Joe Woods for as long as you did. Uh, was a mistake and I'm glad that it uh, has been corrected. I mean, some of that early on you could throw on personnel 2020, you could throw on personnel 2021. There was some injuries last year. There weren't injuries until late in the season when it was already well known that you could not play defense the way that you needed to, to win football games. Um, To an extent, I still do worry about the personnel at linebacker. Um, I don't think it's a very deep unit. I think there's some guys there that can play, but I think there a lot of after the first couple, a lot of them are backup level or, or yeah. strong backup level. Yes. Um, after you get past, you know, Walker and Talkie Talkie and uh, JOK, JOK. Um, I could not remember Owusu Koromora for the life of me for some <laughs> reason. Um, weird that I couldn't remember this name that has 14 syllables in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, once you get past those guys and you're getting into like Tony Fields and Matt Adams, which are names that sound like they are middle relievers from the nineties. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's not not necessarily what you want out of your, uh, possible starting rotation of linebackers, but, um, to be fair to them or to the Browns, I don't think there's going to be a lot of situations where we're going to have more than three on the field. I think there should most be... situations we're going to have two. I feel like there's going to be a lot of four, two, five. Yeah. If you, and, or, you know, you maybe bring an extra pass rusher and, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, they have enough to where they, they have enough pass rushers at this point where you can actually go like five, two, four and, you know, yeah. passing downs or something like that, where you can actually like just get after guys, um, which is great. Not something we're used to, you know. Not something we're used to. Innovation as a you know where you're actually like switching things up and playing to strengths and making changes in the middle of the game. You know, it it really feels like 
the last couple of years, the coaching staff has just kind of like, well, this is the plan and we're sticking to it. And we're going to see it through. We're not we're they weren't molding to what they have. They were making guys fit a mold. Right. But even more so than that, there was just a like, this is the plan and we're going and plan the work, work the plan, plan the work, work the plan, plan the work, work the plan. And like this has been it. What was uh, remember the Titans? We got six plays. We're going to run these six plays. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to make them make it work. That was what it's felt like the last couple of years, especially on defense that like. This has worked at every level. We are going to do this and not really made any kind of changes. It feels like this year with Schwartz in there, they have the ability, they one have the ability, but two have the like desire to change things up and do different, do things differently that weren't working before that are working now or, you know, and swap things out. So, yeah, I think you could definitely sense middle to end of last year that the defense had completely bought out of whatever they were being told to do for sure. They, they like, they didn't phone it in, but you could tell that they weren't a hundred percent buying into what they were being told to do because they didn't feel like it was putting them in the best positions to succeed. Right. Um, especially guys like miles Garrett, like when he doesn't come out and defend a coach, then. Right. And, and Miles isn't the type of like he's not confrontational. He he's not a Vince Lombardi like rah rah guy, but he's also he is the leader of the team, or at least one of no, them. No, the the defense and, is going to go know. based on how he is, and if he's if right. he's checked out of what the the defensive coordinator's saying, whether or not he outward he says it to us or not, those guys know, and they're going to follow his lead. Right. Which you know, to an extent that could be viewed as a detriment because, you know, maybe you don't want your guys following your lead into sulking. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what he was doing, but it could be construed that way. For sure. For sure. Anybody that saw his body language last year just could see that there was something that was, you know, he was done defeated ish, you know? Yeah. We also like every now and then we had to remind ourselves that he was in a pretty serious car accident, like three weeks before the season. Right. And, you know, uh, I was in a, a group text where there was some some Miles slander being thrown about, and I had to drop the uh, Seth Walter graph that showed just how much he was effective at, like, pass rush win, weight, win rate. Um, and then, like... Compared the, to the, the amount of times the, he's double teamed. The, the, gra- the yeah. graph is here. He was fully in the upper right quadrant of like yeah. passive pass rush efficiency win rate and double team is over to the right. He was in the up, the utmost upper right corner. And you know, the, the, the man was just getting decimated by other teams because Clowney wasn't getting it done. They, Clowney was hurt. They didn't, or out they didn't have to and, respect the defensive know. tackles. Right. And so you could just, you could have that right guard or that tackle or that the tight end, um, you know, crash down on, crash down on them. And you could double him with the guard and tackle and chip with the tight end. Right. And God love him. He was winning still on the runs he was pass rushing at. So just imagine how much more he's going to be better when they have to account for Zedaria Smith and uh, Ogbo on the other side. How much, how much? Oboe. 
Oboronquo. Oboronquo, I think. I think it's or Oko or Ogo. I think it's Oko. Oko Okoronquo. Um, this is great stuff. <laughs> Just tons of you know me mispronouncing names. <laughs> as as someone who has had their name mispronounced many times in my life, I didn't even try. I don't, Taylor. I don't. I don't, I, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. How much? How much confidence do you have that this defense is going to be able to face down the Bengals' offense and put up the kind of fight that they need to? Considering fairly that, too considering old. that they've done it with Joe Woods as their coach. Right. I've fairly to a lot because they've done it. That you know. It, that's again what they. The Cincy defense didn't. Or Cincy offense didn't change too much. The Browns Browns defense did, so they were already pretty good against Burrow and their and the Cincy offense. And now they've gotten better slash added more talent. Yeah. So you know it, it's it's it seems to me like it's a pretty good mix of like the better got. Yeah, better. I mean this is this is I think. I think, and, and we're going to act like fans in a little while, but I think for the most, the biggest reason why Bengals fans are so vocal about the Browns is because they still, they that's like the, the summit that they won't, they can't get to. They got to it at the end of last season, but for the most part, since Burrow has been there, it's been a lot of, a lot of bad for them. Right. So, like, I, I imagine that's frustrating that you can go and be three and one against the Chiefs, but you can't beat the Browns. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy to think that you know this upstart team from up north or whatever you want to, whatever since he's pushing on on Twitter uh, today of you know <laughs> Joey Burr and. Uh, you know, yeah, the the ice god Joe Burrow, um, whatever they're gonna do to Cleveland, and and, and you know, it, it, I'm not, I'm 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 less worried about it. You're gonna let Chase get his. Um, I don't see, I don't see a big game coming out of Mixon. I think if, if it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a shootout where you know you kind of, it's not gonna be a, a, a real. Well, I hope for the Running defense's day. sake that it's not a shootout, but <laughs> I right. want to see more out of them than fifty-one forty-five, like we saw years ago. But <laughs> yeah, I can see a, I can see a, I can see a game in the thirties, like both teams in the thirties. Yeah, I can also see a game where Cleveland maybe struggles on offense a little bit, and it's like. 2117 or you know I could see a, I could see like a that. game where both teams struggle on offense and that, that's the exact opposite of what people think. I think the over under for the game is like 47. But When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Yeah, I try to always try to like split it down the middle. Like, what would the half be? So, like, 26, 21, 
Yeah, you'd have to get to 27-23 to really... Or 27-21 to break it. Um, I mean, I I could see that game happening too because the Bengals, like hypothetically in that scenario, the Bengals, again, struggle to break the Browns' defense, but the Browns' offense still is rusty because Deshaun Watson just needs the game reps. Right. Um, Hopefully that's not the case because we don't need that, but... I don't. I don't need that in my media feed next week. Um, I don't. Yeah, you said it best. Or I. I don't know if you said it best, or uh, it might have been Cody Suik that said uh, a win, and the, it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Round. So we're gonna hear Kevin Ken Carmen from. You're gonna hear it in Carolina. Oh, I definitely. Ken will. Carmen yell out Super Bowl, Super Rounds. Um, but a loss is going to be it. Any loss, it could be a. Last second loss, it could be a, a blowout loss. It's going to be fire Stefanski, put DTR in, all of it. I think there are some losses that probably won't do that. Like if it's a if it's a twenty four twenty one Bengals win where the Bengals go down and score and score a touchdown. Obviously, you'd might not want to see that late, but like if the offense it'd at be, least it'd be, if the offense is at least moving the ball, um, sure. I still think it'd be, you know, same old Browns. We we saw it last year in the Jets game, you know, fire the fire the eventual coordinators, same brought in somebody else, same thing, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I think we 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 love nothing if not if not drama in Cleveland. Yeah. So um I think the one thing we have we haven't addressed about the Bengals is they did make an attempt to another attempt to make their offensive line better with Orlando Brown. Um, yes, I don't know if he's quite the step that they want him to be in terms of overalls, like, well, moving, they moved Jonah Williams, but from it, left he's tackle better than right Jonah tackle. Williams. Jonah Williams yes. is still on their offensive line. So like, eh, but <laughs> right. Um, it's, I forget who it was that made the switch was it maybe mitchell sports i don't remember but there was either a um oh it was uh tristan worth um in tampa bay who was moving from the right side over to the left side now um he was saying he had to basically like almost go back to school and like relearn how to play the position from moving from one side to the other so where jonah williams wasn't a great left tackle you're bringing in orlando brown to play left and now you're having to deal with Jonah Williams playing out of position and Orlando Brown, who was good in KC, but not great. Great. Like, so, yeah. I also think the Bengals lost their best running back. Um, towards the end of last season, it was very clear that Samaje P Ryan was the better of the two running backs. That they ran out there on a regular basis. Uh, Joe Mixon had to take a pay cut this year. I, he just was not the same guy at the end of last season. And the Bengals lost the guy that they had to spell him. They brought in some other guys, but like you're running out there with Joe Mixon and a lot of Bengals fans I know wanted him to, <laughs> wanted him to get bought out. And right. They wanted, yeah. I was worried a lot of like Zeke, Zeke chatter was there. Dalvin. Ch- I didn't really hear a lot of Dalvin chatter. Well, Zeke is only because he's you in know, Ohio. Right, but I, yeah, there was there were definitely some guys that they were wanting to fans were wanting to bring in, um, and, and 
you know, push out Mixon. I mean, um, I am obviously glad that they there, didn't there do that. Few, there I, was people I, I knew that wanted them to keep P Ryan and just jettison Mixon somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I think the Bengal the Bengals were kind of stuck with that contract, and that's why he's still on the team. But I think in general, I am not as afraid of Mixon as I was P Ryan. For sure. I, I do agree with that. I, I, I was, that was one thing I was going to say, like, I felt almost more worried about P Ryan because the pursuit, the, the lack of pursuit from the Browns defenders in years past was obvious and glaring and running back screens were the kryptonite of the already weakened Superman. That uh, the Browns defense was um, Superman. Good lord! <laughs> I already weakened. That was the, the like you know. If, you're literally like you're talking about Superman hold, when he was dead. You're holding. You're holding. <laughs> you're holding kryptonite against an already like injected like IV'd Superman. I don't know. He's missing his right arm. <laughs> He's on a red sun. I don't. Uh, it's, I don't know. We are getting far too nerdy. Um. We are. I can go deeper. Um, I'm much more of a Marvel guy than a DC. So if you want to go anywhere. Um, um. But yeah, I mean, I just. It's weird because I, I simultaneously do kind of, I don't want to say fear. I, I respect the Bengals team, but I'm also not afraid of them. Like, right. They, they caught us at the end of last season when we were not, and a good place. Right. Um, obviously, we caught them on Halloween. They didn't have Jamar Chase. Right. But we were up. What, what was I was at Disney World that night. What was uh, what was the score at one point? Wasn't it thirty-two to six? Something like that. Um, I was in the middle of a uh, Cleveland spoon. We went to the Cavs game like the night prior, so I actually did not see the. Uh, that Browns game. Yeah, I was on my I was uh, on my honeymoon. So, I... well, you know that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I do not remember that that uh, the score of that game from last year, but it was. It got out of hand. It did. Bengals it scored, did get out of Bengals hand, and they late. definitely. Yeah. But, you know, those are the kind of games that, like, the Bengals haven't won in Cleveland since 2017. That was a coach and like three quarterbacks ago for them. So right, I, I don't know. Until they do it, I, I'm not going to say that they're going to come to Cleveland and win, even with the team that people are thinking can win the Super Bowl. It could have possibly been. It was twenty-five to zero in the third quarter. Yeah. And if Cleveland scored a touchdown before then, it was 32 to zero because Cincinnati scored like 13 points. So I think yeah. it was 25 to nothing, then 25 six, and then 32 six, and then 32 yeah. 12 or whatever it was 32 13. 13. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I do agree with you that the, the overall feeling of the Bengals, I just I don't have that fear of them the way that I do. Pittsburgh or Baltimore. I don't like. Play- um, I feel. I feel more fear for the Ravens than I do anyone else because we just yes. can't beat them, no matter what we do. Right. Right. Unless Lamar the, Jackson the, is out. Right. Um. 
Yeah, it it it, it doesn't feel when you put Cincinnati on the on the schedule, it doesn't feel like you're playing a team that went to the last two AFC championship games. No, you're, you're playing a team that you, despite all of their success elsewhere, that you have more or less had the better hand of for the last right. five years. Right. So yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland's inner division record is, has not been as bad as people think it has been over the last couple of years. No, they've, I think they're probably 500 the last three or four years in division, yeah. which isn't what isn't necessarily what you want, but, it's certainly better than where they were. Right. When you consider the years previous past where, 20 you know, years. Uh, <laughs> one in 31. Yeah. I don't even want to know what they were in division during that, the span from like 2013. I'm going to guess that the one win wasn't against the division. No, it was against so, the Chargers. You know, um, <laughs> right. Like I, from 2013 to 2017, I'm not sure that they won a division game. Right. They might've beaten the Bengals. But maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. It was rough. It was a bad time. Uh. Okay. Um. So going off and not trying to trying to not have on my my uh, my host hat here uh, and and let you run it out. Um, <laughs> I'm getting think... I'm getting the move on button. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I I so I I've got my reps from doing the the corner cast uh, with your buddy Ethan. So I, I'm trying to help my own self out here with moving uh, moving things along. Um, do you think Denzel Ward plays, and should he play? I think he does. I think he does, too. I don't know if he should. I don't know. But I also know they very much need him for this game. Yes. If, there's, if there is a team in the division that they need him for, it's Cincinnati. Yes. Um, because he allows his presence allows them to have that man to man on the outside. It it, it allows them needs. it allows them to not necessarily have to devote two to three guys to Jamar Chase every play. Right. They could maybe devote a guy and a half. Right. You can have a you can have you can have man and one. zone over the top. Right. You can you can run the two deep that everybody you know that befuddles Mahomes and Burrow and any other quarterback some for some reason. Yeah, like the easiest thing to get past in in Madden, too deep. <laughs> right. Granted, Madden is um, stupid, but it sure is. I'm not good at Madden. <laughs> Never have been good at Madden. I know. I, God bless my fan, my friends if they listen. No more than more. No more about football than most of them, and for some reason, cannot work Madden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't yeah, bought it recently. I haven't either. I, for his own sake, he probably needs to not needs to not do this. It had by the time he they take the field on Sunday, it would have been 15 days since his concussion. So, I mean, which, the, he, yeah, we're conditioned to think that's not a lot. Most but... guys have cleared by then, right? Um, and obviously, like, but concussions are weird, like. I watch NASCAR probably the second most of any sport and Kurt Busch just lost his career because he's had a concussion. He's had concussion symptoms for 14 months. Right. Like, yeah, they haven't cleared him to get back into a car because he had, he has not been able to clear concussion protocol for 14 or 15 months. I mean, even as a, even as a football, football, you know, fan watcher, 
just like a Tua, you know, like that man had to. It, that man had to take Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, to learn how to fall to avoid concussion. That's which of, that's one of the greatest. That's one of those like that's one of those football dudes are just different. That's one of those out of the box things that I enjoy, and you right. can actually see it on film. Like he's throwing his body around and not right. falling backwards directly on his head. Like it's it's like watching. Uh, this is again getting nerdy. Um, the uh, the Daredevil TV show on Netflix, yeah, where they did the uh, the crazy like hallway fight, yeah. where he just like you can see that he like he just uses the 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 person's bodies to like move and 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 hit and things like that. You know, yeah, seeing a quarterback use momentum to avoid hitting up, you know, taking hitting his head on the ground. It's just, it's really interesting and, you know, good for him that it works, but. Yeah, but I I just, this is this is Denzel's fourth concussion. Yeah. You might not get five. You might not come back from a fifth. You don't, you don't want more than one. No. You don't want one, but, you know, especially as many as he's had, this is, this is not what you want. So No, the, the likelihood of you coming back from a fifth. Right. In God, how many years has he been in the league now? Oh, five or six. He was drafted. In, he was in the. He was in the men. He was in the Baker yeah, draft. So, so, so this is his sixth season. Sixth year. Yeah. So four concussions in six years doesn't feel like a lot, but that's a lot of damage to your brain. Right. Definitely more damage to your brain than you want. Um, yeah. we are not brain surgeons. We are not, as we established last year, last week. We do not uh, do any kind of brain surgery on this show. We are not qualified for this website. We are, qualified. we are not qualified. We do not want to do it. Um, those are not things that we condone or uh, encourage. Um, so, but I don't know. I mean, I obviously want him out there because he makes the team better. But you right. know, at some point, football isn't the most important thing. Right. Uh, like, y- yeah. Y- I I even said I said in our Discord like. Like money be money be damned, you know. Yeah, can get out of yeah, there. Yeah, like the last thing you want to find out is that Denzel Ward took, like, not to be gruesome, but like took the Jane Rusayar route, where he just wanted right. his brain studied because he couldn't deal with it anymore. Right. So, I don't know. Like, obviously, we want him to play, but we also don't want him to be a vegetable at fifty years old. Right. So. I think I, I do think he plays though. I think I think so too. That, I I don't these guys if they if they are cleared they're gonna play. Um, he, he limited practice today. That was the first um, time I've seen a guy not clear concussion protocol but practice with pads on. I feel like I saw it last year. Um, and I think they can list him as like limited. Yeah. While still being while still being in the protocol, I was just surprised by that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so limited today. We'll see where he's at the next two days. Um, obviously he has to clear that before he's able to be able to play. But I think if he gets a, if he gets listed as, as full today or tomorrow or tomorrow, you know, Thursday or Friday, um, he'll, he'll play, but, uh, yeah, remains to be seen. Okay. So not to take your stick, but let's move to the other side of the ball. Mm. Um, I'm going to. 
I'm going to preface this entire conversation with this question. How much confidence do you have in Deshaun Watson this weekend? Mm, I want to middle and say like six. Um, which is better than what it was last year. Um, I don't want to, I, I very much want it to be like an eight. Um, yes, I would much rather it be eight, nine. That would be, that would be, <laughs> much, rather be eight or nine. Be so, much rather be more confident. Be so my quarterback. Great. <laughs> it's a weird circumstance. I want to actually like my quarterback and, and, you know, have him and have faith in his abilities. I, I, want, I know that sounds, I want to sit down at one o'clock on a Sunday and say, I think my team can win today because my quarterback will be good. Right. Sorry, this says Joe Gerbscrabberry here. It does not say Tony Grissy. So um, I want my quarterback to do well and produce for my team that I'm rooting for and watching and reporting on it at times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I just can't get to – I need to see it. I only need to see it once, and then I'll be fine. If he comes out and throws – you know, 30 or 45, you know, or whatever, 27 to 35. I don't, I don't know. Um, He's just got to show glimpses of what he was. Just show, just show us a little bit. And I'm, and I'm in and I'm all the way in. I will, I will ride that, you know, however long, which is a lot of words that I don't wish I hadn't said. Um, (laughs) Phrasing. Uh, Phrasing. (laughs) We're not doing phrasing anymore. (laughs) We're not doing phrasing. Um, I, I think I'm probably in the same place. Not to not to just parrot, but like we weren't shown a whole lot of good last year. I don't think we were shown as much bad as people want us want us to believe. I think he was truly awful in one game, and I think he was bad in two. I think he was okay in three, but that's not what you paid for. And that's not what he needs to be. Right. So right. he he just needs to be a good quarterback. <laughs> You're paying him to be a good quarterback. And we're going to say this until he is or until and if he isn't, then we're going to say we paid him to be a good quarterback and he sucked. So I don't know. I, I, and that 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 confidence question leads me into the bigger point. I think the Bengals defense is going to have a lot. It's going to give up a lot more big play passing yards, maybe early in the season, maybe all season. I think when you lose your two safeties like that, it puts your defense into a weird place because you, you have for, for two or three years, you've had the same back end guys back there. Jesse Bates obviously missed most of, I think 2021, but you you've lost those guys. And you're trying to replace him with a guy who was, I think, a rookie last year, or a guy they just drafted, and a guy who has been backing up someone on the Rams for the last two years. Yeah. So, do you think they, the Browns themselves, and I, th- this will probably be evident by the second quarter, have the confidence to maybe kind of reverse what they've done the last few years and pass to run rather than run to pass? I was just going to say, I, I think more so... In the in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, um, we are going to see the team pass to run more than we saw them, you know, run the pass. Um, it, it is definitely a situation where they are going to 
try to get out ahead, and then let the defense eat. eat yeah, just pin pin their ears back and, and you know get after them because at that point you're you're putting as as soon as you get in the NFL, as soon as you're like two scores up, you're you're pretty much able to go on defense. Yeah. Um, and I do think that's going to be the case more so this year with uh, the Cleveland offense. Um, I was listening to the uh, athletic football show and they were saying it, with regards to Cincinnati's defense, um, I think it was Robert Mays was saying that they, when he was there in camp, they were talking about the fact that the whole defense had been around to each other for so long that they were able to audible and get on play calls with a word like toaster. And they were, they knew what the like call was, yeah. and, you know, setup was um, bringing in, you know, having the, the rookie take over for one of the spots he's been in that mix. Um, so he, you know, feasibly would know, you know, what toaster means if the call is toaster. I don't know why I picked toaster. Um, but is the level of play going to be the same? Is the continuity going to be the same? Uh, someone had mashed up. I saw it today. The the guy in L.A. Uh, just get yeah he ran embarrassed. Over. I saw those videos yeah. too. So and so it 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 does give the you know does give a little bit more. Uh, encouragement there, but who's to say that that's actually? Yeah, I mean, so much of that defense in, in, is still, in practice is you know so much of that defense is still in place. They didn't lose right. a bunch. Like they're, I think they may have lost a corner as well, but they got the guy back. They they lost Eli Apple. I don't know how much of a loss that is. Um, especially given some of the stuff that's come out on Twitter the last few days. Eli Eli Apple catching strays. Yeah, but. I, I don't think they've lost a whole lot, but I, I do think that particularly in week one, that's something that if I'm Kevin Stefanski and I'm a guy that prides my prides himself on offensive play calling, why am I not going to test this new guy? Send Njoku right. over to, uh, on a seam route. See what he does. <laughs> like, right. Put it, put him in a situation where he has to tackle Nick Chubb one-on-one. Right. Watch him, watch the Njoku truck a guy, you know? Yeah. Like, the, these are the things that you want to see out of a team that has multiple layers. And I think more so than any, than any year in Stefanski's tenure, we have multiple layers. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and not only just, it's not, it's not play action. Trickery. Right. It's not, it's, it's not the, uh, the QT, and around, oh no, wait, it's Jarvis throwing the ball. And yeah, oh no, it's the you know, OBJ, you know, doing this and, and things like that. We're gonna see the you know, the the jet sweeps with Elijah. We're gonna see up the seam with Njoku. We're gonna see him in line and you know, blocking for Chubb, who's gonna be you know, feasibly catching more passes this year. Um that, that's another question we're about to go over, but Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do think this offense more than um, previous years does have uh, more, more ogre, uh, ogre layers here uh, than, than other ones previously. Yeah. 
one aspect of that is the receiving core, which they've obviously spent a lot of time and effort and capital into improving this season. But it doesn't feel like they're getting a whole lot of respect, which is kind of a trend, but we'll, we'll get into that in a couple minutes. Do you, do you think that, one, this receiving core is better than people are giving it credit for, and two, are they good enough now to take advantage of teams maybe laying back, like not or playing close, like the, the way to stop the Browns receivers in the last few years is just play man-to-man because they can't get separation. Right. Do we have an offense um, now that can take advantage of that? I think so. Um, having Elijah Moore as the fulcrum there, um, they have said they are going to move guys around. They they have already moved guys around a, a bunch. Um, I don't know. I did not find – I was trying to find Amari Cooper stats out of uh, the slot last year. He was um, – I know CeeDee Lamb was like ungodly out of the slot, but Cooper was actually really good as well. Um, and they've already said that they are going to have all three of their top receivers are going to mix and match all over the field. It's not just Cooper is X, DBJ is the Z, Z guy, and Moore is in the uh, um, the slot. Um so it, it more so than more so than in the years past, they have the ability to Swiss Army knife it and move these guys around and, and give the give the defense multiple looks compared to um what they've seen in the past. And and then you still have Njoku that you have to cover up, and then you have Chubb that you're gonna have to deal with. And, and you know, it, it's a it's a rolling ball of knives. That you're trying to, you know. Yeah, go I mean, after. I think the 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 offense definitely has more levels this year, just simply because you have a um, Marquise Godwin that can run very fast, and right. you have an Elijah Moore who you can't put in zone coverage because he's just going to sit somewhere and be right. shifty. Um, you have you have Marcus Goodwin who can run fast, and you know, important. I didn't know if you knew this. It's important for a receiver to be able to catch the ball. Yes. Um, yes, that is. I know Anthony Schwartz had was previously been the run fast guy. Um, he he couldn't catch, so that was no. His, and his and you know that that was a worthwhile experiment because if that guy works out, he's Absolutely. one of the best burners in the league. <laughs> and I don't. And yeah. And and, and that's a, a thing that I think some of the you know hot takes or hot takers on on Twitter take get into that, you know, the, the Barry drafts haven't been good. Um, and we can get into cap space and things like that on a, they, the man has made just announced today that he's, that they're like $50 million under the cap for this year. And it's all rollover. I, for I, don't, I, don't, even have, I don't even have words for that anymore. Like I'm, I know. I'm out it, of, I'm I, out of adjectives to describe what he's done. It's It's completely like, unheard of the amount of cap space that Cleveland has already been able to accrue for next year. Um, but you you are absolutely right with Schwartz in that if you get him in the third round and he works out, then you have a, you have an elite, like, you have a tie Hill esque yeah. weapon there in the third round. And it's a guy that you don't have to, that you can employ in a variety of different ways. Yeah. It's a third round pick. It wasn't like it's it's a big one, but not a huge one, and it didn't. And 
he's gone now. He can't hurt us anymore. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work out. Sometimes that happens. The right. he, like the Steelers took Dre Archer a few years ago. Big big Mac guy, one of the best like athletes Kent State's had on the football field in since Josh Cribbs or Julian Edelman. Right, didn't work. Didn't work in the NFL. wasn't wasn't the athlete that that thought, they thought he would be. But you don't hear criticism about that from the Steelers because they just find the next guy. And that's what right. the Browns are trying to build here. You find the next guy. They might have found the next guy because in Tillman, who is probably not even going to see that field that much unless there's an injury. Right. You're, yeah. I We asked last week about number, you know, snap counts for somebody. I can't remember if it was Bell and Tillman. Yeah. Um, or Watkins maybe. But um, yeah, it's going to be, if he gets 50 targets this year, like that's something went wrong. If he gets 50 targets, you know I mean? DPJ got hurt. Right. Like he so. shouldn't like if he, his over under is probably about 29 and a half and that might be high. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good number for Tillman over under. So yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I like, I don't really have any gripes with how they've tried to improve the offense. No. Um, they, and, and they've done it with and the other thing with the other thing with Barry, not only does he have this $50 million in cap space, he's added to the roster. You know, yeah. we, they added, they added Watson and yeah, that's the reason why they're trying to go through all this rollover to save because they want to be able to redo his contract that's, and still give him some money next that's year. That's why Andrew Barry um, is doing back handsprings from Berea to Canton every four days. Right. To try to get this um, to work. Right, but he's he's added Elijah Moore. He's added, um, you know, he's kept the uh, he's kept the offensive line together. He they brought in Jack Conklin. They uh, brought in Jordan Aikens, who's going to be the tight end too. Um, they they've added to the defense every year. You know, they they keep trying to add, and and this year they've done it successfully. It feels like, but. Um, they didn't even need to have. Yeah, I mean, they, they only keep... needed to add on the defensive line. They didn't even really add linebackers. They brought back Anthony Walker. They didn't add right. defensive backs. They they did add Thornhill. They, add, because no, they added Johnson, Thornhill because yes, because John Johnson. John Johnson was a was a mistake. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the, it, adding Thornhill just replaces that, and that's a, that's a great addition to the team in that regard too. They extended, you know. Extended Njoku, who showed out last year and earned his extension. Yeah, uh, two um, straight years wanting a trade, and then he gets paid. Right. And because he was clearly the better tight end. They brought in a guy that they were going to replace him with, and he bet he was better than the guy they brought in. Yeah. So, um, I think the last bit of offensive talk is, you know, obviously Nick Chubb has kind of had his way with the Bengals for the most part. Struggled against yes. them in December last year, but I think that was more a scheme thing than anything. They're, to be honest, the Bengals are probably going to try and do the same thing this year. Say, you're not running the ball. We're going to let Deshaun beat us if he can beat us. Right. And, and that's and that's and that's fair. Until he until he's proven that he can, you have to you have to try to get him to. Yeah. So, but I think this year, unlike any other year we've had Nick Chubb, we don't have someone to fall back on. We don't have a right. we don't have a backup that we at least have some faith in. 
how much do you think that's going to affect his role this week? And- um, yeah, uh, I I think it will. I think it means you'll see a lot more of him, which will, you know, uh, satisfy a large number of Twitter users um, <laughs> that you know track. Uh, carry charts and things like that. But um, I think overall it is a good thing that he get more carries. I do not think that it's a problem that fans need to worry about so much. Um, the more carries I, he gets, th- the more likely it is that he's they're winning. So, Right. Um, the worry is that... You don't want to wear him out. You don't want to wear him out, and, and you don't have that that second guy to say like, "Here's your here's your drive at the end of the game," or here's you know, and because Chubb, Chubb and Hunt were doing the like every other where it was like first drive is Chubb, then second drive is Hunt, then first drive, then third drive is Chubb, and then the fourth drive is Hunt, and it was it was good when it was good, but it was bad. It was it was bad. Yeah, last and, year last year Hunt was almost unplayable. Yeah. And you could see that Chubb was affected by it a little bit, but I, I, I do have faith in Jerome Ford this year, um, more so than uh, Demetric Felton. Um, they brought in Pierre Strong, who is a second-year guy, correct? Um, to be honest, I don't know. He, he they came the in Patriots. for both. <laughs> I do know that I do know he came from the Patriots. I do think Strong and Ford were both. Um, second year guys now. So I don't know much about strong. Um, obviously I don't even know when he was drafted. So that, you know, doesn't help me. Um, but uh, I know he's probably going to return kicks, right? He's more likely going to be the kicker turner, which means he's going to have a limited role on offense. Um, the team generally does not l- let or make their returners do much except with the, with the uh, exception of DPJ on bunts. But um, for the most part, DPJ is just back there because they know we'll catch it. <laughs> right. Uh, again, integral part of the uh, the the play. Who knew? <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think they are going in with the idea that Chubb is just simply going to get more work, um, which is good by all accounts. Um, I am, you know, slightly worried about what that means. Is it going to be more? Instead of whole drives being taken off, is he going to come off on third down? Is it is he going to be is it going to be where Jerome's going to be a true like third down back? Um, I think the answer to that question is whether or not Nick Chubb has developed the ability to pass block and catch the ball consistently. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long messy and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few 
of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, what is I? I have always wondered this. I never knew why it, it. It always seemed to me that he was decent at actually catching the ball. Does he have a big drop rate? No, I don't think he does. I just don't think they used him that way. Right. It always bewildered me that they were like Hunt is the screen guy. Only use Hunt for the screens. Oh, he was so good and, at it. Right, and again goes back to the like. These are the six plays. We're plan the work, work the plan, plan the work, work the plan. Hunt is the screener. This is what we do. And yeah, he was good at it until he wasn't. And then, then, then just, you lose that part of your offense. Then you just kept trying to do it and it wasn't working. And so like, why not try it with Chubb just to see if it was going to work. But, um, you know, I, 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 I think, I think the offense is going to be, I think they want the offense to live and die with Chubb um, more so than they want it to live and die with Watson. Um, but they need Watson to live. But they need Watson to live. That's pro- that probably is pretty accurate. The, the, it's the same as last year. That the same as years past. It's going to live and die with Watson, but they or with Chubb. But they need they need Watson to be. You know, they need him to function in the offense. Right. Otherwise, you lose. Like if you if you lose respect for what the quarterback is doing, then Chubb becomes irrelevant. Right. As we like towards the end of last season, Chubb struggled. Right, and like I say, and we've seen years past like that where it's been that it's been that where it's been the quarterback's not doing it, so we're gonna just Love the pin box down on say, Chubb. Okay. Right. Do it. Go. Go for it. Try the play action. It's not gonna work. Make, we're not biting. Make my day. Right. Um, okay. Well, we've already kept everyone here for like an hour and 10 minutes. Um, it hasn't felt like an hour. No. I will no, say that. And these will gradually get shorter as we know what the team actually sure. is. Because we won't be asking ambiguous, amorphous questions like, what comes after Nick Chubb? Right. But um, I think... I do think we will reference surgery at least once a week. I just want to make sure that we're, that's going to be a thing. I like that, that. I like having running gags. We need shirts. Just me. Um. <laughs> not brain surgeons. WFNY. <laughs> Decidedly not doctors. <laughs> we do not condone exploratory brain surgery. <laughs> Waiting for next year. Um, but like we like I did with Joe last year, I th- we are going to do prop bets. Yeah, um, we're going to keep track of them throughout the year. I even created a fancy spreadsheet for some. You reason sure did. That was a fancy spreadsheet. I am addicted to them. Ask Ethan next time you're on Cornercast. Um, but I have compiled six prop bets, and this year we're also going to add five game picks because that's fun too. And gambling's legal in Ohio now, so we can, Gam- you know, gambling I actually have been le- paying attention to more of this. Gambling is not legal in North Carolina until next year. Well, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Not that I'd gamble anyway. I don't think I would come out on the on the plus side of that one. 
can <laughs> you can you can make your money early and then you get out. That's what you do. These th- this gambling is strictly for WFNY bucks that are worth nothing and don't jelly exist. beans. <laughs> um, but we've already had Matt and Noah list their picks. Um, I'll. Or at least I think we've gotten Matt's. I don't think we've gotten Noah's. We have gotten Matt's. I, I did not see Mo- Noah's on his. Yeah. On the, he uh, list, he is out of town, so he might not be checking Discord. That's fine. Um, but we have three of the four picks, and we'll get the fourth one by the time the game starts on Sunday. Yes. Um, we'll start with the over-unders. Uh, we have a over-under of Watson passing yards over-under 235 and a half. I I said over at 235. Um I think you could I think you could reasonably say 250 would be where I start like eh, maybe an under. Yeah, I, I like I feel like the offense needs to be better than 230 234 234 passing yards. Yeah. Unless they run for 200. Like <laughs> right. You you like in today's NFL you need to be throwing for Roughly that if you have a quarterback of Watson's alleged caliber. Right. Alleged until he proves otherwise. Um, I also took the over just because I think that's what, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's what they gonna, want to do. I think that's how they're going to attack specifically the Bengals, specifically this week. You want right. to test out a secondary that has two new pieces. Right. You want to test out your new receivers that you think can get open. You want to test out your quarterback that's had, an entire off season, not having to worry about, am I, what, how many games am I going to play? Right. Um, so I, I also took the over on that. Matt right. took the under. Is it wizard took the under. Um, I'm going to do this thing where, because he's not on, I'm going, if he picks uh, opposite me, I'm just going to completely trash him. It's a horrible pick, Matt. But if he picks with me, he's great. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that, I don't think that was one I really debated because I think to win the game, they need to have more than 235 passing yards. It felt like, it felt like a number that they said, this is what his average was last year. This is what it's going to be this year. And just yeah. like, didn't look at, didn't look at like, didn't take into consideration more, didn't take growth or anything like that. So I, I think that's a, that's a running trend with everyone this year, kind of with the Browns or they're yeah. going completely off of what was last year. Right. Not Which, considering until they prove otherwise, I guess it's fine, but sure, doesn't mean it's not annoying. Um, we also have Chubb over under 90 and a half rushing yards. I took the over. Um, Chubb has averaged 88 yards, 88 point something, um, against Cincinnati in his career, and it just felt too close to being 90.5 that I was like, he'll get over. I took the under, but that's not because I think he's going to have a bad day. I think he's probably just going to end up near 88. <laughs> like I said, it's one of those, Chip likes to have those like 134 and two touchdown games. You know, like yeah. it, it always feels like that's a, a, a big number and then like two touchdowns. So yeah. it's possible that he, could, that he could score twice and rush for 80. Yeah. Like, because I, I just, I think the, my thought of how they're going to attack it is I think they're going to prioritize the passing game unless it simply is not working. And right. if it's simply not working, they're not going to win the game. And right. they're going to keep trying it anyway because they're probably going to be down 14 points. Yes. 
at that point, Chubb is going to have a rushing stat like he did last December, which was like, what, 12 carries for 25 yards? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, 34, but yes. It was bad. Either yeah, way. it was not good. Not what you want. <laughs> um, and I Matt guess, took the over, so yeah, Matt's now, a great guy. Now, yeah, now it's time to say nice things about Matt. Right. Um, Wizard, you're great. I forget why your name is Wizard, but you're you're great. <laughs> um, the third over under is Joe Burrow over under two hundred and sixty five and a half passing yards. Yeah, um, I think we all took the over. You took the under. Or wait, no, yeah, we all took the over. I we all took the over in the, the pass yards. I am the next, the next one. I took the ones. under. Yes, we all took over. I don't think the Bengals are going to be successful unless he throws for over three hundred yards because I just don't trust joe mixon to be good yes for the the game for the game plan to work either way burrow has to throw them out of it so i think it's it's just over yeah i just don't i i mean prove me wrong joe mixon do not punch me right um he might he he has the he has the reputation um okay brown sacks and this is a number i invented myself Brown sacks over under three and a half. I said under three and a half. Um, I I think of three is honestly what it was, and I just couldn't get the extra half in there. That was that was kind of my thought of making three and a half. I was like, three feels like a decent day. Yeah, three feels, feels like, it feels like it feels if if you told me they sacked Burrow three times, I'm like great. If you told me it was like four, I'm like whoa. And so it just like, and that's where I was like, eh, I'm under. A stat that I had pulled is that the last, in the last four games that a Jim Schwartz coach defense has played Zach Taylor slash Joe Burrow, they have sacked him 18 times, wow. including nine times in the playoff game that the Bengals somehow won against the Titans two years ago. Yeah. Okay. The problem is that in those games, they are 0-2 and 1. Right. So, I, I, that game's an outlier, so it's it's hard to take that stat with like, you know, there's there's grains of salt there. Yeah, I mean they've the also two, given up like the the two games in nine is more impressive to me than the three and eighteen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I I took the over. I I don't think I don't think three will be enough to disrupt them. I think you'll probably need four or five. Um, I didn't I didn't honestly look up what they did to him on Halloween. I feel like it was probably I think four. it was one. Really? Yeah. Only sacked once. They did sack Jamar Chase when he tried to throw a pass. I just happened that, to be on that. That that's surprising to me. Yeah. I, I the one sack was a fumble, so or no. Oh. Uh on Halloween they sacked him five times. Oh Halloween. I was looking at the game yeah. the December game. I, I was looking at the game that I was looking at the game they won. They sacked him five <laughs> times on Halloween. Yeah. Um so, Joe Mixon ran the ball eight times for 27 yards that night. We'll see it again. Yeah. I, I just think for the th- – this is a this is a defense that's going to pride itself on being aggressive, so they, they need to generate those sacks against an offensive line that's suspect. And say mean things about Matt. Uh, yeah, so – I just, I, I'm, I'm just not there. I'm just not there on the, again, it's kind of one of those, I need to see it. I want to, we have thought that the, the pass rush has been there in the past with Clowney. Let's, let's improve it and then we'll see it and then I'll, and then I'll believe it. 
Okay. I want to. I I believe it's there, but I want I want to believe that it's there. Show me. It. Yeah. So, there's a me. lot of show me on this team right now. Yes. Because the last, as much as the much as the 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 big narrative is that the Browns are what they showed in the last six weeks last year. I don't think that's what they are. That that no. is not that that is not what they should be at least. Yeah. But they're going to have to show us otherwise. Yes, I agree. Um. Okay, the next one is a lot of wishful thinking. Will Dustin Hopkins miss a field goal or PAT? And we all said no. I think that's where the wishful thinking comes in. It is where the wishful thinking comes in. Um, as we talked last- about last week, his his accuracy inside of uh, 50 yards is like night and day with Cade Yorks. So yes. I, I just think they are not going to try that long field goal. And yeah. it's also not in Stefanski's nature to try that long field goal. You tried it so often because York had the had the leg, but um, I just think they're. I, I think they'll keep it within Hopkins' range. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll find a real a need to really kick it. I mean, a fifty yard field goal is kicking it from the thirty three, right? Unless it's third and eight from the thirty three, right? Or fourth and eight from the thirty three. You're probably going. I, for saying, it. I, I don't know why you're kicking on third down, but sure. <laughs> I've seen I've seen stranger. Um turnover battle winner. I said uh I actually said in our in our chat I said Cleveland plus 2. Um I think the, the I think Cleveland actually play either a um a clean game and and get a couple picks or um I can see maybe a, a Watson INT and then a I think it, whereas the pass rush may not get home for the sacks, I do think they are going to be very disruptive. Um, yeah. And, and that's the, the big calling card of Schwartz's game uh, game plan is that making you know, quarterbacks throw just before they want to in there. Yeah. And then that sets up the, the turnovers, um, which I, I think we are going to see way more of this year. Matt Very agreed with you. Yes. Great guy. Um, that wizard. I, uh, I took. I don't even know if this is the easy way. I just said push. <laughs> I think they're either both going to have one. I just think it's going to be even. Uh, right. Push is an option. I sure. don't think you should. So, yeah. I, I. I don't know if that's the easy way out or not. So if you're making parlays in Ohio, uh, the ones that we all agreed on uh, was Burrow over and uh, Hopkins not missing something. So. <laughs> We felt secure in those. If you're making proper parlay bets, I don't know what the odds would be on that. Uh, if they even have Hopkins uh, making missing things. No, so. I, I I made that one up too. Okay. Um, the, the three numbers I pulled from I, I don't remember where, uh, but I say the the I looked on Fanduel real quick and and the Hopkins or Watson number rather wasn't too far off. I think it was like two twenty eight was the over under. So I definitely yeah. think that's an over. Um. Okay, and now th- this is this is the point where we're going to do some game picks. Uh, last year we only picked the Browns game. This year I want to have some fun with the rest of the league. Yeah. So, um, if the the way this is going to work, you pick the you pick the game. You get a point if you win. You also get a point if you if you pick the favorite and they cover, or if you pick an underdog and they win outright. Nice. So. You could have some two point games in there. Could be okay. could be big later in the season. Right. Um but the first game we have here is San Francisco at Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh is a two and a half point home dog. Uh, yeah, I took the home dog. I took the points with Pittsburgh. Um, and it has been a running thing in our discord that I have been more favorable on Pittsburgh than everyone else. Um, I, I see more of, I, I see more good in Kenny Pickett than what we have seen on the field. Uh, maybe to my detriment. Um, I, I hope it's to my detriment. I hope you also like Baker. I, I yeah, I, I did like Baker a lot. Um, so it's possible. Um, I mean, we all did at one point. That's not, that's not a knock on you. Um, and I, and I'm so out on Brock Purdy, uh, that I just, I can't even begin. Uh, so, uh, that's where, you know, getting, getting points at home, uh, you know, I, I think the Steelers are actually going to be a really good team this year. Um, I think they'll make positive regression wins on offense, so I grabbed the points because I could. So well, they can't be much worse on offense. They were absolutely awful last year. Right. Um, I like I mentioned gaslighting earlier. I also I feel like I'm being gaslit about the Steelers being this like surprise team that's going to win 10, 11 games this year. Right. I don't see it. That offense, Matt Canada, doesn't deserve to have that kind of praise heaped at his offense. Sure. Um, Kenny Pickett threw seven touchdowns last year in 13 starts. Right. Not great. That's not what you want. <laughs> no, you certainly want more than 12 you, passing touchdowns. You want a, you season. want at least a, a game. Yes. Um, the Steelers themselves only scored 28 touchdowns the entire season last year on offense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think positive regression is going to hit them and hit them hard this year and that's where that's where I'm at but you know I'm happy to be wrong I I picked the 49ers uh Matt also picked the 49ers some horrible trash person that Matt Miller <laughs> um next game we got is Green Bay and Chicago with the Chicago as a one point home favorite yeah which is basically um, a pick 'em right 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 um I think Green Bay can win, and I took the points on that one. Um, I, I I have no words as to why. Um, I, I've I listened a lot to the uh, Ringer Fantasy Show, and they were in love with Jordan Love this off season, and I think it it just leached into my brain that they were so positive. Um, and I I did see like some of the games that he played. Uh, and he looked good. So I, I think the Packers are actually going to be much better than some of the prognosticators. Um, I am with, I am there with Justin Fields. That offense is just, it's so predicated on him being good. I just don't at, think the bears are running. there yet. Yeah. They're a year there. away. They're, they're a year there. away. I mean, yeah. they could, they could, they could, they're obviously, I think they're going to win more than three games this year, but yeah, they're, I don't think they're there yet. So I went with the Packers as well. Matt is drinking the Bears Kool-Aid. Um, I don't know. I don't get that one. So, I mean, to be fair, the the, the Bears are at home. Sure. On, the, on the flip side, the Packers, the Bears have not beat the Packers very much in the last decade. <laughs> right. And, and flip side of that, Rodgers has owned them. So. And Rodgers isn't there anymore. I know. Um, 
next game is the probably one of the more consequential ones in the AFC that, well, underratedly a consequential ones in the AFC later in the season. Um, Dolphins at Chargers with the Chargers as your standard three-point home favorite. Yeah, which again is somewhat of a pick them then. Um, I don't know that, that LA teams deserve to get uh, home field advantage other than because there's no fans there. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually, so and not because of that. I just think the Dolphins are a really good team. Um, yes, they are missing Jalen Ramsey, but that offense can cook. And um, everybody's healthy right now. Uh, Tua can you know see out of both eyes and they're pointing the proper direction. Um, so as, as long as he's upright, uh, I think they are uh, a, a special team. So I took, I took, uh, Miami. Matt did as well. Um, yeah. we will not know his reasoning. Um, maybe he likes fish. The, they're mammals, sir. <laughs> I went with the chargers. Um, as much as it is a home, not really a home field advantage. I do think that that's kind of a rough trip out for your first game of the season going all the yeah. way out to LA from Miami. I think the chargers will be much better this year. Um, knowing some chargers fans, they no longer have seven albatrosses hung around their neck and their offensive coordinator that they let go. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I do really like the chargers offense this year. I think Kellen Moore is a great hire for them on that regard. And um, not dumping it off all the time to Austin Eckler is going to help out Justin Herbert so much. Yeah. Um, next, next game we have here is probably the most, you're going to be the most watched game of the weekend. Let's put it that way. Um, we have the bills and the jets with the jets, despite all the hype is a two and a half point home dog. Uh, they are, that's a Monday night game, right? It is. Okay. Um, yeah, we all took the bills, uh, kind of, un, kind of expectedly, kind of unexpectedly. I, I think, I think all of us are probably on the same wavelength with this. The Jets that, uh, might have the hype, but they need to really show it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to. Rogers can talk about, you know, can if, can be the. He's 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 taken to use it a Bill Simmons line. He's he's taking the new girlfriend out on the town on Hard Knocks right now, and it is, it's it's tough to see a little bit because it just feels so blatant. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I can't get behind the Jets line right now. Um, no one knows what's happening with their running back situation, and their receivers are actually they added a bunch, but they added old guys and they are hurt. Um, I think yeah, Randall Cobb is starting across from Garrett Wilson this year. So not what you want, fun. not no. what you want. Um, the Bills are the established team. The Jets are the newcomers. If Look, if Aaron Rodgers is on, that team could win the division. Right. If Aaron Rodgers takes a step back, like he probably should at age, what, what is he, 41? I don't think he's 40. I think he's 39, but yeah. He's I old. Mean, it's um, that, yeah, it, it, you're, old, he's, he's there. Old in a relative sense. I, I'm not going to call you call anyone out, anyone that is 40 old. Um, Almost. <laughs> old in NFL I year. pointed myself there, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I'm realizing that Taylor looked at me in the eyes, so they pointed at me, but none <laughs> like, of you guys I don't want to offend me. anyone here. Um, but, yeah, like, there's so much hinging on whether or not Aaron Rodgers still has it. Right. He was so off and on last year. Some of that was because there was the, the, the Packers were 
mid. Right. <laughs> Put it nicely. Yes. Um, but I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see it, and we'll we'll and we the Browns play them late in the season. Yes. Um, speaking of the Browns, time to pick that game. Not yep. that, not that any of us are going to go against them this week. I think standard week one optimism, right? Yeah, uh, they are two and a half uh, home dogs. Um, I'm taking the points. If you, I think they can win outright, and if you're giving me two and a half, absolutely. I'm not even. I'm not even taking the points on that one. I don't think they're going to lose by one. I think. I just think they're going to. I think they're going to win the game. Like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you at worst, at worst, you're you know, if you lose by a few, you know, you're you're still taking the. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just in. I. I think they can win outright. So why not just why not take it? So yeah, like. Uh, like we talked about earlier, until the Bengals do it in Cleveland. Right. Against this team, against this coach that has frustrated them, that is, for some reason, their bugaboo. Yeah. Uh, they have to have to prove that they can do it. And I think the Browns are a much improved team. I don't think – I'm not going to say that they're better than the Bengals. I think if you slapped both rosters on different teams – People might think that the Browns roster is better top to bottom. Yeah, that's honestly a really good way of looking at it. If this was, if this was, Pittsburgh, the, if this was Pittsburgh, Baltimore, even if this was the Panthers and the Texans, right, where there's not any any bias, like the the, the Browns roster. If you like, I think we talked about this in the Discord the other day. If you took the Browns branding off of this roster, I think they'd be consistently in the top 12 or 13 in yeah. power rankings. Yeah. I think the stigma of what has been the last 20 years taints that a little bit to the point where people are like, let's see it first. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. But obviously we're all on the Browns. Matt picked the Browns. I picked the Browns. You picked the Browns. Um, I yeah. call it optimism, call it blind faith, call it whatever you want. It's week one, new season. We think the team is better. And the team that they're playing hasn't won in this stadium since 2017. Yeah. So, uh, Real quick, Thursday night, KC line. Uh, KC's given four and a half. It's in Kansas City. No Travis Kelsey. I think he's assuming as such. I think he's... Listed as questionable, but you have to believe that he's not going to play. You taking Kansas City? You're taking Detroit. I've had a thought today that this game kind of feels like Kansas City's coming out party in 2017. Yeah, the night that they went to for Fox Detroit. Pro. You mean? Yeah. I that, that if if Detroit is going to be good, this is their night to prove it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of has a vibe like the Chiefs going into Foxborough. And yeah. on Thursday night of week one of 2017 and Kareem Hunt destroying the Patriots. Right. It'll be fun to see. I'm happy football's back. You're happy football's back. We're all happy football's back. Football. The world is better with football. It truly is. Okay. Well, that was an hour and a half. It was. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good, it was a good time. The all, like yeah. you said, all these won't be this long. 
no, thank no, you. We will thank you for sticking with us. We will definitely rein this in as we have actual topics to talk about. Right. Um, <laughs> whether those be good or bad, we will rein this in. Yes. But um, until next week, I am Taylor Jedrzak. Um, he is Joe Gerberry. He owns the site, and I'm just running a podcast. Go Browns. Go Browns. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.